Hello and welcome to Speak Your Truth and Look Good Doing It podcast. My name is Camila, or as you've seen me online, Maria Camila. I'm a brand strategist, photographer, and videographer. This work is about amplifying the visibility of conscious leaders and brands who are wanting to leave this world better than they found it. This podcast is about letting ourselves be seen, both physically and spiritually, and highlighting the nuances we experience as we are growing both personally and professionally. Thank you for being here, and let's go ahead and dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So happy to have you here. Always, always, I know I say that, but I don't take it for granted, and You start a podcast thinking, all right, let's just see what happens. I hope someone resonates with this. And when some of you tell me that you listen to a few episodes and it brings value to you, it's just very validating. And it it goes to show that you can create your own momentum. There was a belief that I had for a while thinking that my business was dependent on other people. And the reason I say that is because when my business got traction uh, a few years ago I got traction because I would do a lot of collaborations with bloggers at the time and so I created this belief that my business alone just by myself wasn't working that I needed like I was dependent on all these other people for the business to work so when people listen to the podcast it's super helpful and it's not to say that collaborations don't work and that I don't implement them in my line of work but it is to say that It's proving me right that I can create my own momentum and sometimes we think that we need to have giant platforms and we need we think that it's outside of us to create something meaningful but it can start with you. So that's a little nugget of wisdom I want to share with you and I do want to let you know I have travel dates available so if you are in New York City I'm going to be there first week of March If you are in Miami, I'm going to be there very soon, I realized. It's going to be last week of of, uh, January and starting first week of February, so in about a month. So if you're Miami, let's connect. And I also have uh, places like Costa Rica and Colombia. So if you are hosting any retreats or if you live there, I'm happy to connect with you as well. Feel free to spread the word to anyone else that could benefit from the work. If anyone needs help is honing in on their voice and they are ready to have more visibility and they want a branding shoot that's actually more individualized to their personality and what they stand for let's connect send it to somebody who needs the help and okay now today's episode is gonna be about lessons from 2023 so here's the thing I'm in business coaching right now, which, by the way, business coaching, I'm such an advocate for it. I used to feel like uh, a little, not embarrassed, but didn't want to be as open about the fact that I was in business coaching because I was like, oh, people are not going to take me serious because what if I'm saying the thing that my coach is saying? But that's not possible. I mean, it is, but that I just have my own experiences and my own take on things. And then the other thing is I like to be very open about coaching because A, there's a lot of people that are very misinformed about the coaching industry. And B, I remember when I was building my business and I saw people that had massive growth 
and always thinking, how did they do it? Like no one ever spoke, especially within creatives. People were not speaking about, oh, I got business coaching from this or that. Like I've been getting help. People just had these like crazy results. And maybe to some people, they were able to generate those results on their own, but not me. And to me, business coaching has been incredibly helpful. It's truly helpful when you're in a room with somebody that just wants to talk business and other people that are just like you that are also working on their business because you, a lot of people in your life, everyone's just on a different lane and also people have different perceptions of what business is that when you are in a group where everyone is in unison, bought into the same mission, it truly is a game changer for the growth of your business. So I'm a huge advocate for it and I'm also a huge advocate for trusting somebody's process I'm not one that goes from coach to coach to coach to coach. I, I've i been with my coach. It's about to be almost a year in May that I signed on with her. And then I renewed and I don't really plan on going anywhere else. I mean, until I'm at a place where I'm making multiple six figures and my business is ready to grow and expand in a certain type of way that maybe I need different types of systems, perhaps I'll change. But for now... I'm in a place where it's, it's good for me. It's good for me to stick where I'm at. And it's also advice that I have for you too is learn someone's process and trust the process and give yourself time. And when I say time, I mean like a few months to learn someone's process. And yeah, anyway, that's another nugget that I have for you. So anyways, part of the business coaching they had us do is uh, where we analyze the whole year, meaning we are going from month to month to month, looking at our business and asking ourselves, what were we doing at each stage of our business? And I was very avoidant of doing this work to me at first. I was like, oh, this is so tedious. I do not want to do this. And I also was hesitant because there were some emotions I didn't want to confront when looking back at my business. I it, it just seemed like a chore. But one thing that I do want to tell you is that when you do the things for your business that are a chore, it still brings out so much value for you to evaluate what you were doing, what you were thinking, what kind of results you had, how it is that you can repeat your success. Like this is what makes you a better business owner. And also... I don't hear enough people talk about this. So many people just talk about business like sale all the time. And and a lot of times I hear that we need to be consistent on social media, you know, the usual. Um, and post your content, yada, yada. But I will say it's incredibly important to look at what you've done and truly take inventory of what is working what is not working, what is working with actions that you're taking, and what's also working with actions that you're not taking. Also, what mindset uh, shifts you've had that are serving you, or mindset that, like, beliefs you have about yourself that are not serving you. So it's deep work. It is kind of tedious, but it's important. And I did it this morning, and I wanted to share is the... Nuggets of wisdom that I was able to pull out of this. And I to tell you, to give you perspective, 
This is my first complete year of full-time entrepreneurship. This is where literally last year, um, the start of January, is when I launched my brand. And it's when I was genuinely consistent as much as I what as much as I could. I was very consistent from January literally till now. So I'm actually really happy that I did that because now I can look at the year. It's it like feels so structured and organized and like wow, there's actually so much wisdom here. Even though I didn't like I didn't feel like I had a transformation or I really matured as an entrepreneur until probably July, August, and then I would say September and October, that's when I truly feel like I like like there was this shift. That's when I really kicked things into gear that I, I like my self-worth with entrepreneurship definitely grew. So I'll give you some perspective of where I was in January. So when I was in January, the thoughts that I would tell myself was I'm a newbie entrepreneur. The rug is about to be pulled out from under me. I had so much scarcity. I was coming out of a recent rebrand and it was it was pretty expensive. I mean, for an entrepreneur who I was making zero dollars at the time, or maybe I had made like two thousand dollars in my business charging like four hundred dollars a shoe. Um, very, very small results. I had paid like $4,000 for a rebrand. And I remember I got all of my content back in order for me to start posting. And I had so much resistance to being on social media. I had resistance to being seen. I had resistance towards just the growth that was involved. I literally didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't getting mentored. So I didn't have anyone that was there guiding me with like, hey, this is what you might encounter as like this is happening. It was just like, all right, here's your brand. There you go. Have a nice day. And I was it was very stressful. So I remember I was just like, you know what? I've already paid so much money to for this rebrand, for this thing that I put just a bunch of money into literally not knowing what I'm doing that I need to make this work I need to give this life and it's also just incredible work and I also respected the person that did my branding so much I really admired their work that I was like I can't let this go to waste so anyways and but anyway that was January so that should give you perspective of just how lonely and sad I was feeling Um, but I will say the lesson from this is that even when I was feeling at my lowest I still created momentum like I still took action every day to make myself visible to put myself out there even if it was sloppy even if I felt cringy even if I felt feelings of inadequacy literally name any uncomfortable emotion like embarrassment feeling like a loser, feeling like no one else around me is doing this. Because I will say when I think of myself and the group of people that I was around, I feel like I was the only one that was on social media posting consistently. (laughs) So many people would come up to me and tell me, I see your content every day. And I started building reputation around that. But I do have to say like I had to have my own back with that time period of my life. Um, No one else was, to my knowledge, was like as consistent. Um, I think people would just kind of post every so often, at least like in my surroundings, like the small group of friends that I had. So 
Anyways, I was feeling all those feelings probably up until February, March, April. But here's a few lessons that I also learned as I was going through this because I was looking back at the notes that I had uh, for every month. So every month I had a calendar and I would write down the thoughts and affirmations that I wanted to, like the things I wanted to tell myself uh, about my business. And I remember I would write down a lot of affirmations about recognition. I would write things down like I am seen and recognized or I was also writing like I am seen and recognized by big brands. And I, I had like this craving, like back before I had the knowledge that I have about business now, which I'll go over that in a second. I remember having this craving and this desire for wanting to be recognized by brands because as a photographer, you like there's it's so common in my industry to work for a brand. And I remember I shot for a few brands a few years ago and like the ego boost that it gave me and the street cred that it gave me was like just such an ego boost. <laughs> and anyways, and I almost like held on to that as like a way to validate myself. And I remember I would write so much about wanting to be recognized, wanting to be seen, and also saying big brands work with me, which to this day, that hasn't happened in my business. Other more amazing things have happened in my business, but there's a lesson that came with this. And I wrote here in my notes was, I was calling in working with big brands, but I didn't realize it was because I thought that would earn me respect. But what I know now is that respect is earned by providing value, not by having accolades and little value. And he had me thinking of sometimes we are yearning to have these nice things and these like ego boosts and validations, but yet we're not doing the healing work to give ourselves validation. And not just that, we're also not being the person that actually has substance so that when you do get these accolades and then you do get that visibility and that traction and those people that come to your page, that they actually stick around. And that has happened to me before. I have worked with people that have these big followings and even when they repost my work, I've gotten like a ton of followers, but my mindset and my self-worth weren't there. I didn't know how to manage my mindset. I remember the thoughts that I used to have were like, my work is stupid. Who even cares about me? Who even cares about what I have to say? What I have to say is too controversial. I just had such baggage with just my concept of self. And a huge part of my growth this year has been to work on my mindset and tell myself better things. So one of the things that I started telling myself was what I say makes positive impact and what I say helps people out. And but that was a big one was what I say makes positive impact. And that was really big for me. And I don't know if you've heard earlier in this podcast, it's earlier in the podcast, but I talk about just my hesitation with posting my honest opinions on social media was because I used to have this fear that someone was going to come after me and tell me that I was too rude, I was too bitchy, I was too intense. And I also had the voice of my mom because my mom growing up, she used to call me Krella. We've heard this story before, Um, but basically like Krella DeVille. And because she would say that I was like very mean as a child. And so I remember I held on to that story for so long. And 
Now that I think about it, when I was a kid, I was probably maybe, yeah, I was mean about something, but I just think I was also hurting. Or I think as kids, you just sometimes don't know how to regulate or express yourself. And as I've done my healing work and reparenting work, I'm able to just give myself grace and just tell myself, oh, you probably needed more attention or you needed more love or it's okay to express things. Or another thing about me is that I think like I, something that I've learned about myself is that I have a unique point of view or sometimes I notice things in people that may make them uncomfortable. And sometimes I think that when people are triggered and they don't like it, it's easier for them to turn it back on you and how you are the crazy person when they don't want to look into themselves. And I felt that pattern with my mom. And I'm sure my mom, if she were to hear this, she would probably just understand it or understand like, oh, shoot, that was probably my bad. And maybe something so small, but I literally held on to that belief for a long time, like years and years and years. So I used to have a lot of It's like I I wanted the craving and the validation of this outside world of like people with accolades, even though inside I actually was not telling myself good things about myself and like my point of view. So once I actually started doing the healing work of telling myself like, no, what I have to say has a positive impact. And I also believe that you can deliver the information as long as the information is in framed in a compassionate way, I think people are likely to hear it. And I also believe like part of the reason why I started my podcast was because I figured that if I just give people an opportunity to get to know me better, they're gonna be able to hold more space for what I have to say. And they're, they won't be as reactive. And I think that's my favorite part about long form content is that It's not, you don't just get stuck in an Instagram post. You actually get to deepen the bond with people through a podcast so they can know you better. And I really enjoy that. So, because I know that a lot of the beliefs and the things that I have to say, there's more context to it. So anyways, I, it was interesting for me reflecting back on how I so badly wanted validation. And now I do get that validation, but I, I, I started it. I had to start by giving it to myself first. And now when people give me compliments about like they enjoy my podcast or that they like my content that I put on Instagram or whatever, it feels like it's affirming something I already believe in me. But it's not this egocentric, like full of myself thing. It feels like, oh, this is what healing looks like. This is what I was asking for. And to tell you the truth, I'm, I'm indifferent whether big brands want to work with me. I'm like so in love with my business and my clients and the people that I help. And I think that the people that I work with are geniuses and incredible people. And I, I'm so grateful that they take the time to work with me that I'm, I'm indifferent if a brand works with me. I'm more interested in working with people whose values I align with and also with people who I feel safe around them and they also feel safe around me and we're able to co-create something amazing together. So it was a big lesson. Now, as we're moving down, this is probably around March, I was taking notes of, okay, how was I doing in May, April? And as I'm looking at this, um, this was a time where I remember I had three offers, but the three offers that I had were something like, 
uh, book a shoot with me, and it's just like a one-hour shoot. And then the second offer was uh, book a photo shoot with me, and it'll be a three-hour shoot. And then the fourth one was like, book a shoot with me and you'll get like five hours shoot with me and then I'll give you like four videos or, or like 15 videos. It was something like outrageous like that. And anyways, I remember this was set up for me um, thinking like, oh, like as I go, like, like it was very common to have offers where you just give people more time. And as I came to realize through experience is that more options just confuse people. It's making it harder for people to buy from you. And sometimes people don't need more time. And <laughs> I learned this during a photo shoot when we spent like two hours at a studio and then we spent like one hour at a location or almost two hours in another location. And I realized that that was like my mid-tier offer. And then that's when I realized people don't want more time necessarily uh, people just want simplicity and they just want their problems solved. And I think sometimes because of our own low self-worth, we add a bunch of tiny little extra offers and we do it thinking that that's going to make people buy from us, but not really. I think less is more now. That's what I've learned. So that's why I've simplified my offer significantly. It's very straightforward. You can book a photo shoot, a video shoot, or both. That's it. And yeah, I, I've learned that it's just about being good at your job, making it easy for people to buy and having good self-esteem and belief in the work that you're doing, belief in your clients, belief in just your work all around. And yeah, I had really had to cut the fluff and that helped me immensely. And then, okay, next lesson that I learned was... If you do not stand up for yourself, people will take advantage. Even if they don't mean to take advantage of you, uh, they will. <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't. I, and again, I don't think people mean to take advantage of you. But you really gotta set boundaries because if you don't set boundaries, people are gonna be thinking, "Oh, she's fine with this. She doesn't. She doesn't mind." And I'll share with you a story of how this came up. So I remember I like it's very common to see entrepreneurs and sorry, not entrepreneurs, photographers do a lot of work for free. It's very common to trade. For some reason, a lot of industries have decided that video work and photography work is not to be compensated. And so a lot of times they say, oh, do you want to trade? And nowadays if I trade with someone, it needs to be like a very, very, very good offer in order for me to consider a trade. Like there needs to be a lot of value available in order for me to trade. Other than that, the best way someone can provide value for me is by paying me. And I remember at the time that was not my mentality. I had very low self-worth. So I remember I was shooting for uh, a brand, a local brand here in Arizona, I was shooting for them for free. And the trade was, hey, I'm going to send you four clients a month if you shoot for free for me for these next few months. And I remember I was testing it out and I was not getting the clients. And another thing that was going on was this is a brand whose values I did not align with. This is when I didn't really have uh, boundaries around who it is that I was working with. I was just kind of working with whoever. 
And I came to realize this was about like the third or fourth month of working with this local brand that the clients were not coming. And, and then I also started to realize that I was like, oh, this person is not saying anything to me. And then I'm still showing up doing the work for them. And they're not going to be the ones to put the brakes on me not working for them. They're not going to be the ones that are like, okay, well, I, I don't need your services anymore. Like they're still benefiting from all the free content that I'm giving them and my time. And I, I'm also a person that for the most part, I deliver content rather quickly. And I realized that they were benefiting immensely from my incredible services. And I wasn't getting that in return. And I remember it felt uncomfortable to cut off the relationship because it was no longer beneficial and I remember I just had to take inventory and I and this is a moment in entrepreneurship where I had to realize it's very normal for me to do this now but at the time I remember it was part of my growth where it was you know what you need to have a conversation that this is no longer working and this is when it was really challenging my people pleaser tendencies and my good girl tendencies And long story short, I made a decision that, hey, this is not a good fit for one another. I respect you. I love what you're doing. It's not a good fit for me right now. And we tested it out for the months that we did. And turns out that it's just, it's not a fit and it's okay. And it felt good. I still even love the brand. They're, they're really great at what they're doing. But that was a big growth for me when I started to realize like they're not going <laughs> to pump the brakes. I need to bump the pump the brakes. And another experience that I had was this was a person that so th there was another videographer that I made friends with. And this was before I had more confidence in my work. This is before I thought higher of myself or even gave myself credit for all the knowledge that I had. But I remember there was a male videographer who said, hey, I have some clients that, uh, that, that they're a brokery and they're really cool. And I, I like your personality. personality. You look like you would be a really good fit uh, for us to work with them. And I was like, okay, I'm happy to work with you. Uh, I was very open at the time to collaborating with and just like getting work in whatever way that I could. And then they asked me, okay, well, what is your rate? And I said, okay, it'll be about 500 bucks to bring me along to your shoot. And the person says, ooh, that's like not in my budget right now. And mind you, one of the things that I want to point out is that this was a person that they gave off the impression that they were more advanced in their business than they were. And I was also very impressionable. I was very naive to the situation. But they gave off the impression that they were more advanced and that they were ready to scale and bring in help. So that's why I told them, yeah, my rate is just 500 bucks. And also when I looked at their client, it was a brokery, a uh, very successful brokery in Arizona. They looked like they had been around for a long time, big budgets. So I told them. 500 bucks, which to me, it is such a steal. And the person says, oh, that is out of my budget. You know, I uh, really all I can pay you right now is just about $75 an hour. And I remember my mentality was, okay, fine. <laughs> I will do it. I'll help you out. And I decided to settle for significantly less pay. 
And I remember I went and I helped this person out. And I remember my mentality was also like, you're, you're a nice person. I guess I'll help you out and I'll do it for you. And anyways, I go and help this person out. And as we're doing video work for their client, they also asked me, hey, can you bring your camera and can you also bring your lighting in order to help me out? And I said, sure, I'm happy to help you like the friendly person that I am. And I go and I bring my lighting, I bring my settings and everything, set everything up. And then I come to notice that as we're setting things up to work with their client, the person that I'm assisting, he doesn't... Yeah, like I noticed that his camera settings are on auto, which by the way, me as a photographer, I never shoot on auto. I have everything is calculated to me. I know my camera settings. So in such detail, I know things very well. So to me, I don't, uh, I do not shoot anything on auto, but I started noticing that he was shooting on auto, but we needed to have, we were using two cameras, but we needed to have our settings matching obviously that way when we go on post-processing everything is the same Uh, but then I found myself (laughs) guiding him on oh this is how you put the settings together this is how you do things this is how we set up the lighting or whatever and then other things that started happening was that as their client was speaking to the camera I started uh, coaching the client on how to speak to the camera and I was also coaching the client on how to frame what they were saying so that it's uh, more to the point as it's saying it to the camera. And the reason I felt comfortable doing this was because I had marketing experience and copywriting experience to understand how to get to the point faster with everything that I was saying. And I realized that part of what made this shoot successful was the coaching that I was also doing based on the marketing knowledge that I had in order to help this person out and their client. And towards the end of the shoot, uh, the person that asked me to work with them, they said, oh, you did so well. Like this client really liked you. Like I knew you guys were going to get along really great. And I remember in that moment, I was like, "Okay, sure. It, it, It hadn't clicked for me just how much value I brought to his line of work. And I did it for $75 an hour. And we only shot for like two hours, but... Still, it was my time and it's also the driving there back and forth, which was another like two hours of driving to our location back and forth. So I was gone for about four hours and for such little pay and not just that, it's the value that I know I'm bringing to his brand and in front of his client and not nearly getting paid enough because I let that happen to myself. And then that's when I had this awareness (laughs) Um, and this awareness came to me after reading, they're reading the book of We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Um, this is also a time in my life where I joined business coaching and part of the business coaching was, hey, read this book. That way this gets you into that mentality of being in this mastermind. And something that Rachel Rogers talks about in the book is she goes, she talks about the story of a woman that helped her boyfriend Uh, get a rental property and how she had so much real estate knowledge and while you may think oh she's so smart she helped someone else out uh, she didn't set, set herself up she set up her boyfriend and now she's left with nothing didn't get compensated for her Uh, knowledge to help him get a rental property and now he set up all because of her and once she shared that story that's when I realized that is me 
I literally just did that with this other videographer guy that I came to realize that he does not nearly have the same experience that I do. He does not have the same knowledge that I do. He has way more confidence than I do, but he does not have the same knowledge. And then that's what's a moment that I immediately realized. Again, people don't mean to take advantage of you, but you need to be aware of when to pull the brakes and you need to watch yourself and be aware of societal conditioning of being the nice girl that does favors for everyone and yet you're not getting compensated. And I understand that there's society and systems that are in place that allow for some people to advance more than the others, but sometimes it's our own conditioning that is getting in the way and holding ourselves back. And that was a big, it's kind of embarrassing lesson even to name that now because who I am now, I have such fierce boundaries around the value that I offer now that I actually journal about it and evaluate the things that I'm doing, which is why I'm sharing this with you, that it's incredibly important for you to understand the value that you bring to other people so that you're not selling yourself short. So it was a big, big lesson. And then now as we go down through the year, I'm just looking at just other lessons that I have. Um, don't want to boggle you with too much, but to finish up with the year, I another lesson that I had was to not make a big deal to sell online and to not sell doing it with expectations. All that means is that anytime that you're pitching yourself online, you're just letting people know, hey, I'm open for business. Here's an invitation for us to work together. Sometimes people may click the links that you're putting up for them to work with you. Sometimes they may not. And that's okay. Don't let that get you down nor internalize that. And then the last thing that I want to leave you with is work with people whose values you align. I will say when I think of the success that I've had in my business, um, because I will say as I look at this year, for it being my first year, I had a very successful first year of business. And... When I think of this year, I think of the safety that I feel in my business and just like the emotional and mindset transformations that I feel and how capable I feel of growing this business more and more is I joined group coaching programs or I made friendships or I aligned with people whose values I aligned with. I didn't necessarily go with the people that were in my same industry I have gotten coaching before with people that are also photographers, but we don't have the same values and it just doesn't click. And I believe that when you're in a place where your nervous system feels safe, you are better able to learn and problem solve. Learning to problem solve in your business is incredibly important. And that's something that I have learned. It's a huge lesson and and it all came from going with the coach that I wanted to go with and getting the mentorship I wanted to go with and and working with the service providers I wanted to work with based on shared values. And to give you some perspective, my business coach, she's a business coach for other coaches. She's not even a business coach for photographers. But I felt so in alignment with her values and just her belief system on women of color or first-generation people making money and understanding the mentality of the things that we go through, that sometimes it's a mentality holding us back. It's not even the knowledge that we have about business, but it's the mentality. It's the self-worth that we have behind all the work that we do. Sometimes that is what's holding us back. 
So once I joined that program and I started getting in and not just even joining the program, but befriending, being friends with people who like, for instance, social justice is a big, big value of mine. And anyone else that anyone that comes to my life trying to gaslight me or make me feel stupid for caring about the people of Palestine, for instance, like anyone that comes and tries to tell me that I'm like a social media follower or loser, or like part of a woke mob, or anything like that, that tries to make me feel dumb over caring about the well-being of people, I do not have room and space for that in my life anymore. Whereas in the past, I would just allow that to happen for the sake of having an open mind. But now I have very firm boundaries about who it is that I am allowing into my space and allowing to influence me. And that's been a huge part of my success. Which to wrap up, that is the work that I do with people is you start being visible by truly being honest about the things that you really care about. And truly, that's when life really starts. So, all right. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value in this, please let me know on Instagram. Um, when you guys write me and let me know that this helps you, it's it's very validating. It makes me want to help you more and share all the tips and tricks with you. Um Anyways, thank you for being here. If you would like to work together, just get on the phone with me. Let's talk and see how it is that we can help your business out. Other than that, thank you for being here and I'll catch you on the next episode.